Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here. Uh, kind of don't know where to go with this. I've been kind of fighting it all day. Uh, did the did the seminar this weekend uh, that I mentioned last week, and uh, I posted some. It, it, there's stuff on Facebook already that kind of came up, but I really don't know how to address the, the, the seminar. It's not what I'm used to. It's something slightly different. Um, I, I just want to go, I'm going to get into my motivations, I guess. So, okay, so we had the Rex Defense Seminar in Denver this past weekend. And uh, when I was doing all the work up and stuff for the gathering, uh, when the sniper associations were coming out, uh, I was on Facebook a little bit more often than I normally would be. And I noticed that Rex Defense uh, was having a class in Denver. So in my mind, it's like, okay, I'm, I, I'm available that weekend. Uh, you know, and I don't know if class is the right word, seminar, I guess, is, but he calls it a master key, master class kind of thing. And um, for you, those who don't know, the Rex Defense is part of the um, Tibidorus Rex, uh, those Sniper 101 videos that have been around for a really long time on YouTube. So kind of, you know, to I, I do my training videos and stuff like that on Sniper's Hide, but they're a paid service, right? So you go into the online training you pay me and you watch my videos, okay? So that's how kind of that goes. Well, along a similar path, right around the same time we started doing that, you had the Sniper 101 series that came out. And those were free videos on YouTube. And, you know, full transparency, I'm, I'm well aware of the videos, but I will tell you, I've never sat through an entire Rex video, okay? Um, you know, I, I recognize some of the things that went on the, with that, the, the voiceover, some of the, you know, repeated uh, video elements to it in, in the in the editing. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. They're huge, hugely popular. OK, they've been around a long time. Um, very popular video series. A lot of people um, get their first toe dipped into precision rifle based off of that series. And, you know, over the years, we've had our opinion of them, and I'll be straight up, they've never been a favorable opinion. But when you look at the numbers of people that um, Rex influences, uh, you can't deny its reach. You can't deny it's got people into, you know, but at the same time, and and I'm going to kind of bring this, this podcast is going to be in a weird direction. Because it's just so full of pitfalls for me. I don't want to come off looking like a jackass, man. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be something that makes it appear it's all ego-driven or anything. Because it's really not. I, I, You know, I, I went into the class with an open mind. And I signed up and paid my money for it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was... um. You know, I didn't call in any favors or try to do anything like that. I didn't I didn't even say I was coming. I signed up last minute, you know, the week or so ago. And I, 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 I went straight there and, and, you know, I showed up on Saturday morning first thing. I tried to be, in fact, I was wearing all gray. I tried to be the gray man in the class. And it, it's, it was in a, a hotel out by the airport in one of the smaller conference rooms. 16 students, including myself, and, um, you know, so the, the, in the beginning, we go around the room, it's more of a, it's more of a conversational atmosphere, rather than at least the first day, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to kind of, I'm going to talk about this chronological, but chronological can get me in a lot of trouble, because first day's opinion, second day opinion, uh, things evolve, Okay, so I don't want this to be um, something where I, I could easily be taken out of context. And I perfectly, I expect to be taken out of context with a lot of this. You know, that's just how the internet works. It's going to be how differing, um, uh, you know, teams work, parties, however you want to look at it. His audience, while there's a certain amount of crossover to my audience and Sniper's Hide, it's not the same. They're, they're, it's really, 
it's it's a cool way of looking at it, but at the same time, I don't I don't know if it could be explained away so easy. So I guess what I'm trying to say, there's a dynamic here. And I don't want to cross the dynamic. I don't want to get into some kind of petty bullshit. But at the same time, I want to be straight up and give my opinion because there are people who ask. There are people genuinely interested. And, you know, right off the bat, like I said, I I went in there and and we went around the room in the beginning. And I I kind of sat, you know, middle quarterback and and was, you know, there. And he didn't, uh, which in a good way. And he admitted this later. Like I said, chronological order may not be a great way of doing this, and it may not end up that way. I'm going to probably jump around a bit. But um, he, I don't think he realized who I was initially. And he said that, uh, Rex said it on Sunday, that he actually didn't realize I was there until after lunch on Saturday when his uh, partner there, I don't know what the official term would be, but Jesse who works with uh, Rex, I guess at lunchtime, I left for lunch, I went up and got a sandwich and everything um, at, uh, at lunch, must have told him, hey, that's Frank from Sniper's Hide sitting at the table there. But other than that, I just said, Frank from Denver, yeah, I, I have a bit of shooting experience. I didn't tell him who I was, what I was. And maybe based on sort of the conversation and reaction in the room, I want to say three people recognized who I was and kind of made comment on the first day. Now, on the last day, a few others said they, they recognized me, but nobody said anything. But three did say, you know, oh, you're Frank, and, you know, and that kind of thing. And and so it's, it's always kind of weird to go in somebody else's class because the last thing I want is for them to change something or for them to kind of default to me. Like, I'm going to say something and then look at Frank to get validation or to kind of use me to validate one thing or another. I went there straight up on my own, um, mainly out of curiosity. My, my thought was, you know, here I'm teaching classes. I do all the stuff that I do in, in that. And I'm kind of like, I've, compressed my PowerPoint down in my discussions from what would be known as like a six hours worth of classroom to about three to four hours, depending on how the flow goes. But I try to kind of keep it. I mean, if you think about my class, you show up in the morning, we do the safety brief and all that stuff. Then um, we're going to go out and do the fundamental eval, which takes an hour. And then as soon as lunch is over, one o'clock, we're on the range. So eight o'clock, we're starting the class, give or take. I mean, even um, the Alaska ones are like nine. So nine o'clock, we start the class. One o'clock, we're heading to the range, right? So that, and, and that's evolved over time. I, I try to put my methodology, what I'm doing in a logical order based on feedback from the students, where I see they fall down, where I see the eyes glaze over. And I'm constantly shifting, adjusting, modifying my presentation to not lose a student and to, uh, you know, make it a better flowing class that presents the information in a way that's easily absorbed. Okay, so that's kind of the background on all of this. So I was genuinely curious how you how you do a two day seminar. And he gets in in, in backup. I've seen a few images. I've talked to a few people, never anybody who's been to a seminar. I've only talked to somebody who's been to one of the live fire events. But um, I've never talked to anybody who's been to the seminar. But my main question would be, man, how do you keep somebody's attention for uh, you know, two days in, in, in just talk about shooting because shooting's an interactive activity. It's a physical sport, you know, so I just didn't quite grasp how well you could receive being in front of somebody for two days, you know? And so I come in the first day and, and, and he, he's got, you know, topic list and, and what he's going to cover, 
I, I, it, it's it's pretty good, man. It's it does it looks good. You know, I I looked at you know where the topics of discussion are going to be, and 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 I didn't see any issue like oh that'll never work, you know. So there wasn't anything like that out there. So I mean, in a way that that's kind of good, but you know, at the same time, it, that was my motivation for going. I I didn't go there with any ill intention other than. I know where we, we have we have built-in biases, right? I know where my opinion has been for all these years. And it's, it, you know, straight up, it's never been, it, I don't want to say favorable, but it's not something I would say to somebody, yes, go over there and look at that. That's going to help. I, I never really kind of had that kind of um, opinion. But it could change. I mean, I've taken classes all over. You know, I had the gun sight thing this week or, you know, this year rather, not week, this year. And, and my side of it was a shit show. I, I just completely fell apart. Everything broke. Nothing was good. And, and so, you know, it's not uncommon. I, I could be that guy myself. So, you know, the last thing I want to do is go to a class and be that guy. Well, I have been that guy. Gun sight was a perfect example of it. You know, I've taken classes from other people. I've taken the Vickers classes, the Pat Rogers. I've been to Thunder Ranch. You know, I've worked with a whole bunch of people even when I was in Texas. So this is not something I'm adverse to doing. I seek out any um, any kind of training out there because I think you can learn something from everybody. And, you know, I, I went on this to kind of see, you know, hey, what can... What's being done that can kind of go out there and, and keep somebody's attention that these classes sell out? And, and so that's why I said, hey, man, it's in my backyard. It's 20 minutes away. It's right by the airport. Easy drive. I'm going. So I show up uh, and, and I'm just frank and, and happily, there's no attention paid to me. So, um, again, we're, 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 in the, um, we're in the conference room and it's very conversational, which is kind of a good way to put it. It engages everybody. He, he, he goes around the room in the beginning, you know, hey, what's your story? What's your background? Who are you? Why are you here? Kind of thing. And, and, and nice, nice, nice icebreaker. So, um, you know, no issue there. Then he, he's going to start off in the beginning. Um, internal ballistics, external ballistics, terminal ballistics. And then he's going to go into his uh, fundamentals. He'll go into different equipment, ballistics, gathering data and all that stuff and his methodologies and, and things like that. And just prior, we're going to go into some terms and, and talk about the um, terms. Well, we, you know, he's going to define long range shooting. He's going to define mid range, uh, close range and then go into terminal. And, and really, it's it's interesting with a class that. You can tell, like, and, and I don't know if pet peeve is the right word, but you can tell where an instructor's focus is, what he thinks is a priority. Like, you look at me, right, Fundamental Frank. We always harp on the fundamentals. We're, we're talking, I mean, so many times, and it was mentioned in this, how many times have we heard it's the Indian, not the arrow, right? It's not the bow, it's the Indian. It's the Indian, not the arrow that makes the shot. So in my mind, it's it's the heavy focus on the shooter. When you know, I go back to the Marine Corps stuff. You're in boot camp. You're learning marksmanship. You're a week grass week. You're there for a full week dry firing and doing this stuff without shooting a single live round. You know, they're explaining marksmanship. They're talking about marksmanship, and then you're out there dry practicing on a barrel, right? Then the next week you go live and you start shooting. So there's this built-in heavy emphasis on the shooter. Well, I, I don't really see that kind of here. Where I saw this emphasis, it was like it was the longest block of instruction was internal ballistics. The longest single block, he talks internal ballistics. And that is clearly a place Rex focuses on. And, and like I said, I don't know if I mentioned this, but straight up off the bat, I like the guy. I like Rex. I think he's super personable. I think, and I shouldn't have had to go like 15 minutes into this to say that, but I'm, I'm going to say it again. I, I, I think the guy is, is a super fun dude. I, I definitely can see hanging out and, and having a beer with somebody like that. 
and he's really, really personable, you know? So as far as that concerns, as far as clash of personalities or anything like that, I don't see it, man. I, I don't have anything bad or negative or there shouldn't be anything implied on, you know, me, him. I, I, I think, you know, everyone got along in the class really well. It flowed, um, you know, uh, the conversations that we had. Nobody was like, oh, wow, this is going to be weird. You know what I mean? There, there's no drama as far as that goes, because first day I'm frank. But, you know, just being with him over the weekend, I don't want anybody to take anything out of context to think I don't like the guy because that's not where I'm. Wow, that's not where I'm going with this. Okay, so don't even try to imply that I'm being ugly, malicious. There's nothing malicious in any of this, but I spent my own money. I went to it. I spent my my time there and, and I was there. I participated a um, little more so on Sunday than than on uh, Saturday, but I was an active member of that seminar, you know, so uh, I, I don't want somebody to think I was sitting there with like, uh, you know, this look on my face, like, you know, looking for a chance to trip somebody up or knock somebody down or, you know, I didn't, whenever there's anything out there that I disagree with, I didn't mention it. I didn't say, no, I don't think that, or no, they changed that, or no, you know. Like, I'll, I'll give you a great example, you know, just on, on a, a a really minor thing, like the wind rose, when he did the wind class. There was a wind rose, there was the one from the military manuals, the one that we all know is not correct. I didn't say, hey, you know, by the way, uh, Rex, that wind rose you're using is wrong. You know, it is. We have a corrected ones. We have ones that have been modified and the ones in the army manuals are incorrect. So, and, and it's mentioned many times, even in his, his series, he talks about, um, you know, like humidity in a, in a military manual is incorrect, okay? The 20 degree temperature change is one minute. They never say where. Is it one minute at 100? At one minute at 1,000? one minute at 500, you know, where does that one minute come? You know, there's things in the military manuals that aren't necessarily right. And so, you know, if you see them repeated, which they are all, all, everywhere, all over the internet, you know, you can turn around and say, oh, by the way, that's been adjusted since, you know, it was written in 1994 to, you know, be actually accurate today. So I didn't, I wasn't that guy. I didn't do any of this. I went in, open eyes, you know, looking for uh, whatever nuggets. Uh, T-shirt swag. He had a, a, a flash drive with some of his uh, data, his um, his uh, charts and graphs and things like that on it. And then he had a little um, kind of follow along manual, which, which is nice. I need to do one. I, I keep, I have it here. I started it. I never did it. But I need to do sort of a handout for students. I think it's a it's a it's a better way of doing business. And coming into 2020, uh, more than likely, I'm going to have a handout available. I'll probably, hopefully, have something um, for treadproof, you know, uh, in that zone. But it, it, you know, we got all that stuff. Like I said, he's there. He's got um, you know his his uh, support people and all that are there. So. All good stuff. So the first day, you know, he kind of goes through the terminology. Then we go into internal ballistics. And internal ballistics is definitely his thing. We spent three hours on internal ballistics. And really kind of what it comes down to is, you know, he's talking about run out. So a, a big, and he, it's not right, wrong. It's, it's, you know, but is it three hours worthy to talk about run out is a question. But he does have some cutouts in, in one of the things. And you can see how concentric is your chamber? You know, how well has your chamber been aligned to the bore? And, you know, does that create that sort of not unstable, but when you're doing that elliptical swirl that's coming on when the bullet's out, if it's not perfectly straight and in line, well, that has negative effects. And those effects really don't show up until farther down range so there is 
a, a something to be said for run out. Now, most people in the class are, you know, are, are most people out there in a way. You got guys shooting factory ammo, but you do have reloaders who check things on a concentricity gauge. And, you know, there, there's there's ways of minimizing run out. You'll see that like I have videos from George Gardner when he did Rifles of Mine. He would he would go into his shop on a Sunday to build Frank's rifle. And I'd get a video email or not an email, but a text and it would be showing me the, the gauge and what my run out for my chamber is. You know, so there, there's definitely something there uh, with talking about run out. It has merit. But it's it's not something like you can change without going and getting a new barrel and a gunsmith and all that. Or you can see ahead of time. You know, so it's kind of like, well, where do we put priorities and, and that kind of would be a big key is talking about priority, talking about what's important. And, you know, so you look at this and, and like we talked. So really, we got into we, we defined close range, medium range, long range. And then we talked internal ballistics. And that took us to like one o'clock in the afternoon, took a lunch uh, at one o'clock and then came back and then started to talk a little bit external ballistics and stuff like that. But it was, it was interesting in, in his, the first, the first day's class went till seven o'clock. So from nine in the morning until seven o'clock at night, we were in the classroom or, you know, the, the conference room sitting at the table, having these conversations and, and you, you could just see some people were confused, man. It it scared some guys into uh, believing like the odds of you getting a squared away rifle out of the box. And I'm not talking custom so much, but like your Savage, your Tika or whatever, without it having some kind of excessive run out was going to be rare. And, and students said that at the end of the day, we went around the room and it, you know, the first guy he asked, what did you learn today? What did you think about the day? He he literally said he was a bit more confused then than when he started. And I can see that because it's a um it's 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 a bit of a, a tangent approach, right? And I do that. I go off on tangents all the time. I'm a, I'm a huge, but I um like if you watch Rex's videos, they're very long. And it's something where I would try to make a video in three to five minutes on a subject. That same subject is 15 to 30 minutes in one of those videos. And what it is, is I noticed he, he, he it's, it's hard to kind of define. I mean, but he gives kind of an example, like anecdotal example, but he also talks about, yeah, kind of like this, but then he'll do four of those. I, like we got it in the first one or two. But he'll do four of them, you know, and the first day I really I, I kind of was like, man, this this if, if the second day is like the first day, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you, you know, just to be perfectly frank with all that. And I, the, the, I wrote this down. The best way for me to describe it is and, and again, this is I'm going in order and I'm just being straight up with it. So think of a cooking class. We go to a cooking class, and in this the situation I wrote down is the, the 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 chef comes out with a plate that looks gorgeous. It's chicken and garlic sauce, Chinese food plate, chicken and garlic sauce. And so, if we were in this class, and the way I would see it would be here, I have chicken and garlic sauce, and here are the things we put into the chicken and garlic sauce. Look at my chicken. It's amazingly tender. It's 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 probably, you know, my way of cooking the chicken. It's probably the best chicken you ever had. And and really, if we look at this chicken, it just stands out in this chicken and garlic sauce as being fantastic. Now I'm gonna detail how I got my chicken so good later. But what you can really do is go online and watch my video. And That'll show you how I get this chicken so good. But, you know, the chicken is only one part of it. What people really like is how I cut my onion. 
like look at the onion in this dish. Like the onion just it, it, it's it's an inch and a half long. It is, you know, five and a half millimeters wide, each one of them. And and I really think that the bite of the onion adds an element to the garlic sauce that you're really your your taste buds are gonna be it's it's just gonna be great. And you know, when I brought in these bell peppers, which I got a great story about bell peppers, and we should talk about bell peppers for a minute, but not in the context of this, but let's talk about bell peppers. You know, there's red bell pepper, there's the green, there's the yellow. I like to use all the colors because they're colorful and bright and it makes my plate look really good. You know, I grow my bell peppers next to the house and those bell peppers that I grew are in the meal and it's awesome, you know, but the garlic sauce, man, some people really like the garlic sauce spicy. Other people like the garlic sauce a little tamer. I like to put ginger in my garlic sauce. You know what I mean? That little zing of the ginger really, really helps. But, you know, like, look at the plate. It's visual. It's good. And when it's said and done, never really learned how to cook the chicken and garlic sauce. I know what's in it, but I don't know how it was really prepared or put together and all that. And it, there was a couple things that scared some people. And you can see it in their face. They're like uh, the, 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 the dynamic of the class. It's a different group of shooter. Okay. I look at it as um, gentlemen my age was the majority of them. Not big precision long range, guy, long range guys. A little bit more in the AR-15 world. Uh, some of them were even shooting AR-15s and wanted to get better. Um, savage guys and not super savvy, like, you know, just to not to call anybody out, I won't use a name or nothing, but like one guy sitting across from me, nice guy, was there with his son and, and, you know, kept talking about a problem he had at one of Rex's live classes when he switched to the 147 in his 6.5 Creed Savage and he had an issue and, and the, I wasn't sure what the issue was, but he kept talking about it. The, it didn't go well. His live fire class didn't go well. And and he was like, because I switched that ammo. I thought heavier was better. I read all this online. I should have did a heavier bullet. I started out shooting a 140, but then I switched to a 147. And that 147 just didn't work because Savage made my rifle to shoot the 140. I called Savage and asked them. And the Savage built that rifle for the 140, not the 147. That was my problem. And so, you know, I'm hearing... All this, like about four times throughout the day. So finally I said to him, I said, well, what was the issue with your 147? How fast was it going? Go, well, I don't know. I go, okay, well, what was it doing? Well, it wasn't zeroed. I went, okay, so what does that mean? And it wasn't zero. He goes, well, I started out with, a, with my gun with the 140 in the class and then I switched to the 147, and then I couldn't hit anything. And come to find out, he never re-zeroed. He changed ammo, and he had no clue where it was hitting. And so I'm like, well, but that's not the bullet's fault, and that's not a thing of the rifle. So I'm, I'm confused why you think this won't suddenly work. But then you find out they, it's, 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 they're in class to learn, but they're really not kind of understanding that you just like dramatically changed what bullet you're shooting. You need to re-zero that. You need to dope that round because you can't use your 140 data with the 147. And now again, I wasn't there. I don't know, but there, this was, this was a point. So it's, it's a students who have, they're, they're very technical in a way. They want it. They are and that technical. I don't know if the right word. They want to absorb as much as they can. But in a way, they absorb too much if there's such a thing. It's kind of like overload. And you can see this. And in, in sitting in the class lets me see and be privy to the conversations as an instructor up front. I don't hear or see. 
And it's good in a lot of ways to be within that atmosphere to find out. Because I, I will be, I'm going to be honest, man. This was a learning thing for me. But I wasn't there to learn precision rifle. I was, I wrote down notes on what the students were interested in, where they were falling down and missing pieces of the information that was being presented. And part of it, in my mind, on the first day especially, is it's kind of like a little bit of too much of everything without it being caveated. And I've had the same problem with Brian Litz. It's like he'll say something and put it in the book, but not put a bomb or a caveat next to it, like, you know, ballistics for dummies. This is not a big deal as it can read to be, but it's a good thing to know. Instead, what happens is it becomes a major factor because it's something somebody never heard of and they find out that it has an effect downrange. Now it's like magnified. Oh my God, I have the secret sauce, you know? And it's like, oh, damn. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm glossing, I'm kind of glazing over a lot of what's being said when I'm not necessarily agreeing or we're, th- you know, and after the first hour of internal ballistics and I got where he was going with the run out, the second two hours, you know, two hour and three hour, I paid no attention, but I'm watching the students. I'm listening to the questions. James Fuzz is shaking. Um, I'm doing all these things like I'm analyzing the room as it's being uh, as as the reactions are coming into the information being presented. So that's kind of where I was with it and what's going on. And so that, you know, like the first day I kind of I was driving home and I'm like, oh, my God, man, it was just it was kind of painful on the first day in a lot of ways. You know, and I'm like, man. I don't know what, you know, it, it just seemed like we we had barely gotten through, uh, like I said, internal took up most, external was was kind of raced through, and then terminal was not too much. Um, he basically showed some hunting bullets and some different things on, like, the terminal effect of what the bullet looked like and all that. He wasn't using, like, terminal data like Doc Maurer would do. You know, we weren't looking at the results. We were looking at more of, like, the round recovered from something. And and so that was kind of where, where that went, which, so I'm like, man, if, if we only got through this on the first day, cause there was, I'd, I'd have to read, I didn't bring the book up. I should have brought the book, but, um, you know, so let's say there's 18 or 20 points he wants to talk about. There might've been that maybe 15. We only got through like four on the first day. So I was like, Ooh, that's going to be tough to catch up. And, and do these things. So I don't know. Well, I, 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 I honestly went home and not, not too good on, on Saturday night, you know, s- talked a little bit to Taylor kind of went that. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stick it out. I may leave at noon tomorrow. You know, I'll, I'll leave at noon. I'll go home, watch the race. What am I really going to miss? I just want to kind of get to the fundamentals part, see where that goes, what's going on. And, and, you know, if I have to leave at one o'clock, I'll leave at one o'clock, go home, watch the race. So come in the next morning, um, you know, still right back in our seats. Everything's good. Nothing said, you know, everybody's in, in good spirits. I guess they went out that night. Um, some of them, but it was seven o'clock. I went home and he, he, he then goes in and introduces me to the class because he now he, and he says, hey, I, you know, this is Frank Galley, Sniper's Hide. He's super humble, dude. Um, super respectful guy, you know, and, and, and he tells the class, this is Frank, and, you know, he's done a lot for the, the thing, as he has. You know, he's done a lot for the precision rifle community, and, um, it, you know, here he is. So that kind of loosened me up, and there was points where, like, a few times there was questions, and he might dance around a little bit and not necessarily answer them. So a couple times guys would be like, well, here's a question for Frank and, and, and that, and which is fine, but it's his class. I don't want to be like a, 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 I don't want to be a validator. You know what I mean? Or, or kind of somebody that goes like, Hey, what do you think? And yeah, I mean, so Day two starts, and actually day two goes pretty good, man. I I, I don't have the same opinion of day one, uh, day two as I did of day one. I thought day two 
flowed much better. He had his feet under him. Um, now, do I agree with all the information put out? No, but the same time, it was it was a, a the the second day. If I had the 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 first day like the second day, it would have been a completely different class. And and that's just a constructive criticism kind of thing. Um, you know, but the it was it was much more conversational, much more nuanced with topics. It it, it flowed better in um you know, I, I like where where the class went on that day. And I think it resonated with the students seemed to be a little bit more understanding of like it to me it's it's big effects versus little. I, I, I you know, there's noise out there. Your spin drifts, your Coriolis is our noise. I mean, they're 1% of your elevation. And actually, Coriolis is less. It's probably half of your spin drift. So if spin drift is 1% of your elevation, Coriolis is half of that. And there, there's a little too much focus in certain places on those things. You know, the internal ballistics, yeah, run out matters. There, there's some stuff. And then we talked, it was funny, and, and this was a good part it, it was fun, so I think we stayed on it. They were calling, like, the harmonic whip, like, flappage, like the movement in the barrel. And, yeah, there is movement in the barrel. There is some things. And, you, and when you look at slow, but it was, it magnified, I thought, like, the class magnified smaller issues and made them seem bigger than they were, as if that might be the reason you miss. And now... In context, yeah, it could because a lot of the class was presented as outside a thousand, like beyond. He's into right now, I get it. He's hanging around with Ed uh, Fukutaba there uh, from King of Two Mile, and he's doing the Steyer stuff, and he's shooting ELR a lot now. And so he's talking a lot about these errors and issues at 2,000 yards. Yeah, but this wasn't his audience, really. There might be one guy in there that'll build something and shoot that far. How much and how effective he shoots that far could be debated all day. But that, to me, wasn't the audience. And it's easy to magnify something to say, yeah, but at two miles, that'll make an effect. Yeah, it will, but who's really... Uh, that's like... 1% of 1% is shooting two miles. And, and so it's, 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 there, there, there's a couple things that are like these false equivalencies. And it's not just him. He's, there's other people. Like he, he had a story, and I've seen this story before. He brought up a story with Ed talking about like those king of two mile shooters, and he has a picture of three guys. Three like record holder kind of people where one's straight behind the rifle, one's crooked off to the side, the other one's crooked off to the side with his legs, um, uh, you know, crossed. He's got his legs crossed and he's just sitting behind the rifle shooting it. And it's like, which one is wrong? And then, you know, which position, which body position is wrong? Straight back, off to the side, off to the side with your legs crossed. And it's like, well, these two are wrong. And it's like, well, they're not because they're world-class shooters. Yeah, it's a false equivalency, dude. That that you can buy a hit. I mean, these guys. You're, if you take an F class guy with a two ounce trigger on a thousand dollar front rest with a two hundred and fifty dollar bald eagle bag with a McMillan flat bottom thing with the best friggin' rifle he can manage money. Like you can't put another dime in that rifle, and he pushes up to the F class and he wins the match. Does that make him a marksman? Win coaches. Right? Oh, spotters, pullers, all this stuff, and a two ounce trigger. He's off to the side. And it's, you know, Mark says this all the time. Taylor brings it up. Are you a guy who shoots five one shot groups, or can you shoot a five shot group? Or are they five one shot groups? You know, you can get away with a lot that doesn't make it right. And that doesn't mean. He does it like that. You should. And, and Rex does have a good point about um, fundamentals versus technique. The fundamentals are on one end of the scale. A technique for a specific discipline is on another. And there's a metric ton in between. 
and he's absolutely right about that. I mean, he, he there, there, there's definitely nuggets in, in some good points throughout the, the lesson. I don't want it to sound like I'm down on it, but the data's a little old. It's out of the manuals. Like a, a big part of what he does comes out of Dean Michaelis's book. Um, Dean was a special forces guy and kind of snatched all the the documentation special forces had compiled at the time brought it over shy tech and did the hard target interdiction book and was part of the shy tech crew before that big explosion and divorce where it all just fell apart. But he was one of the early HTI guys for special forces, grabbed that data, wrote a book. And this is like 92 to 96. I don't know the exact date of it, but the data that's presented right now is pretty old. We're, we're talking 96, a good date to put on what information is being relayed and things have changed. I mean, it's, it, we've had a a large amount of, you know, modern times and, and, you know, things have evolved. And, and so it, it, it works for people, you know, it's data and it does. And he has a great rapport. His students love that, love him to death, you know? So I don't want to be like that guy to just like hit the shit button or anything like that. That's not what I'm doing, you know, but people want to know, people ask, people are, are curious. Hey, is this worth something I should go to? Well, that's up to you. Where are you in your thing? Now, I, like I said, I, I don't know, like day two, like I said, went really well. We went around the room, but I felt I contributed a lot more on day two because questions were being posted to me. And I'm kind of like, uh, I'm fine with it. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to come off as that guy, but it's not my class. You know what I mean? I don't want to be somebody who who kind of takes over. And, and trust me, I could have interjected every second and been like, uh, 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 but that's not really what should be going on. But he was on set on Sunday, a lot more animated. He was a lot more um, up front in the class, talking about things, different subjects. And, and there's a passion there. You know, there, there's it's a different mindset. It's a different group. And that doesn't make it wrong. That doesn't make it bad. It's just different. And you have to decide where do you fit within that difference? You know what I mean? And it works for people. There, there's a lot of people that go to the Sniper 101 series. To me, I almost think he could have picked like a couple main topics and really picked them apart and, and say he, he's internal, external ballistics kind of thing. Say he did four hours in the morning on that and, and held to that and then did something in the afternoon. The terminal you could throw away. You know, then do something in the afternoon that might have been on like the fundamentals or whatever. I, I The fundamentals lasted 15 minutes out of, you know, and so nine in the morning until seven at night, nine in the morning until seven at night on Sunday as well. So we went with minimal breaks, you know, um, we didn't break for lunch on Sunday. We actually ate and talked right in the room and just grabbed snacks from out of the lobby of the hotel. Um, you know, bag of chips and some drinks. And, and that was kind of what we had for lunch. Uh, so we went, we blitzed right through it. So uh, like kind of filtering a little bit, like self-editing, I think can go a long way to help streamline. And again, constructive, man. It's not, it's not done from malice from any part like that. Because I do think he brings a lot of different uh, core people in. You know, uh, are it going to be somebody who's going to go to me? Not in the beginning, probably, but maybe near the end, you know, maybe after they've learned some things, they'll find Sniper's Hide. I mean, there was a few guys in the class. I heard of Sniper's Hide, but I never went over there. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm not asking anybody to go like, you know, he even asked me to plug at the end any of my classes. And I was like, ah, yeah, you, uh, you could find it, but I'm, I'm done for this year and sold out to next year. I'm not worried about it. You know, so I never really committed to anything like that. Again, it's not my class, you know, but the 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 format, the banter, the back and forth on Sunday really kind of salvaged everything for me and, and made it a much better experience, um, you know, in the end, because uh, it. It, it was it was a bit like I said, it was a bit painful the first day. And it's just the editing thing. 
you know, kind of limit because especially if you're a guy who goes off on tangents and you know you're going to do at a minimum of four of them, which is pretty common to where where it went, you know, that takes away from some of the discussions. But people are, I mean, this is a meet and greet for a lot of guys. And I know this, I know the mindset. I see it myself. They want to be there and hang out with Rex. I've seen you on videos. I've seen you do this. I really impressed with what's going on. I like all these things. Now I get to hang out with you for two days. So those guys really respond and they dig that. And you and you can't discount the um the the that feeling for people. You can't eliminate it. You gotta you gotta acknowledge that the students like them. I like them. You know what I mean? And that has to be part of the equation there. But um, yeah, there's some, like I said, I'm not going to get into every little, I don't want to nitpick, but there, there was definitely some data that's older. Um, a lot of it's older. Uh, there's some things that have changed. And at the same time, though, I like the fact that he's a hard copy guy. He, he pushes people to manually build the charts and do that. And he gives them the tools in that chip where if you want to go and build your own chart now i'm not sure if they grasp how to build the chart but because a lot of it was next step come to the range next step come to the range first you're going to do the live this then you're going to do that so there was an assumption you're coming to the next class and you and you can't i don't think always assume that person's going to show up so i would have rather like five topics less but more detail in the ones that were there because I do like the hard copy uh, mindset. I do like the paper backup. He's not a techie ballistic computer guy. If you want to go there to learn your ballistic computer, that's not the place. Okay. Um, you know, in, in, uh, you know, it, again, it's, you can see that the students weren't, you know, a couple guys brought their Kestrels in and, and a few of them, you know, were looking for an initial setup and it, that wasn't there. That wasn't going to help them, which is, you know, which is fine. I don't think it ever said there was going to be ballistic computer stuff. He does hard copy. And the thing is, is I, I had the, uh, I hadn't been, I didn't watch his videos. You know what I mean? Those guys all did more than once, most of them. So at that point, you know, it's like, hey, go in this video lesson here and it'll show you how to do it. So to me, it was missing for them. They probably went, oh, that's episode number, blah, 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 blah. And it's right there. I didn't know that. I didn't watch his stuff. You know, I can't tell you what lesson is what. So that's kind of one of those weird things where to me, I look at it from the instructor side of things. But I mean, it was a good opportunity I did get to see a, a, a different class of shooter that I, you know, even in my classes, even it, 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 it was a little bit like the um, Alaska classes early on as far as the level of student. But at the same time, there was a little bit more confusion because some of them felt maybe they should have known what was going on and they didn't, you know, um, like the G7 versus G1, that, that, that came up right there live where, hey, I I turned it because when I fed it from the library, it gave me a G1. I changed it to G7, and now my gun is good to 9,000 yards. And it's like, yeah, because you didn't change the G1 number to a G7 number, So, which is a common mistake. It's But it, it's when you see it happen in real time and live, you kind of go, oh, yeah, well, that's going to be a problem. You know, and that's where you kind of, where I think a little bit clearer picture of the external ballistics of the elements that, that can trip you up versus some of the other things that you can't control, like the internal dimensions of your, of your barrel, you know what I mean? Without changing it. And, and, and he's also got a good, he's good because he's not a gear pusher. You know what I mean? He's fine. If you want to show up with a Moisen Nigant. And bring ammo and shoot with iron sights. He he's fine with surplus stuff like that. You know, it, it it's it's the it's the South African 308 surplus 
is okay kind of thing, you know? And, and there is a lot of people out there that do that, you know? You'll get guys all the time that buy a precision rifle and then buy surplus ammo or ammo that's not really good because they don't recognize match ammo and things like that. And we get snobbish in a lot of ways. And to me, that's his niche is he's where the snobs aren't. And we can, I could be considered one, you could be, we could be, you know, um, it, it's just, it, it is, it, it just needs, it just needs a bit of edit to it, it I guess is the best way of putting it, um, for me to be like, yeah, I could see where that works, and yeah, that's kind of cool over there, but I wanted to go, I wanted firsthand knowledge, I didn't want, you know, I, I like I said, I didn't. I had a feeling because I'd seen some stuff and you can kind of gauge it. But at the same time, you know, when you're there with somebody and, and they're as personable, they're as, um, you know, they're up front. There's really no gray in a way. It's like, yeah, you don't want to be a dick. You know, you, and there's no reason to be. And, and I, I, like I said, I fully expect some people to kind of twist this into a dickish place, but it's not meant to be like that i mean yeah can 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 we sit around have beers and really fucking blah yeah we anybody could you could do it my class you could do it with any class and be like do you believe he says that i mean we all have our thing we focus on we all have something we push a little harder than we probably should you know in my mind it was a little too much of the noise of a shot and not enough of the meat and potatoes but i get it yeah, I wish some of the data was a little bit more modern and not going back to 96. But, I mean, that's where he studied. That's where he goes. He's got. He's definitely got an artillery background. Um, there, there's definitely some artillery uh, discussion in there, and, there, and there's an artillery element to it. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, it, it does translate from that side of things. You know, but uh, at the same time, I thought he had a couple of really good graphics in there that that illustrated the concepts he's trying to talk about his graphics. I thought there were a few of them. There was probably about four that I really liked a lot um, that demonstrated the the effects in the boundary layers and the different things that would affect the shot. And, you know, he also had a cool little thing with wind in the video of terrain hey which way is this coming from and you know showing like a tree blowing in the wind and saying to everybody well how fast is it going and of course there's 16 different answers you know so the back and forth and banner in day two and some of the elements he had in it i i i think helped helped definitely elevate the um the overall of the class you know uh but the, it, it it was it was a tough it was a tough recovery, man, from day one, to be honest with you, man, to be perfectly frank with that. And and I like I say, I don't say that with Malice because I think he's a super nice guy, great family, you know, the whole thing. He had his wife, newborn son there, um, you know, so there, there, there's there's very little reason. But I know you guys are curious with it. I know, um, you know, people are kind of expect me to go right to the dark side, you know, in the negative or be that, but... Eh. It, it, it's it's something that I think is important we talk about and and I went and like I said I paid my money and it, it's 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 worth discussing and I know I said a lot of nothing in this podcast <laughs> but that's kind of how I felt coming out where I didn't want to go and just go run straight down the hill and come out like I wasn't gonna come home last night and and start you know sharpening my claws. And, and rubbing my, my fists together there and going, he, 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 I got it now, you know. And, and, I, and I wasn't lining up, you know, my mortar tube and, hey, man, we're going to fucking start dropping bombs now. Nah, that's not where I'm looking to go with it. But it, it is something out there, man. I, I, I would probably, you know, would say, hey, the, the, the live fire is going to be your best to put rounds on target. It does appear like some of the drills he talked about and some of the things would be beneficial to people, you know, to go out there and actually do it. I'm not quite convinced in its current format, a seminar is the best way to present data without 
really knowing that number one, the audience and how they're going to take it. Cause I think a few guys took some things a little too much to gospel and, you know, and that was a little evident when, with, with the questions that came up, but at the same time, I think it, it could actually be refined and edited to where it could, it could work pretty well for somebody, you know, it, it can, it can, it can do its job and accomplish his mission. I get it where he's looking at this is, if I teach you this now or talk about this now, I, I don't want to teach might be the wrong word. If I talk about this now, when we go to the field and go live, I don't have to talk about it then. There, there's an expectation of prior proper planning on the student's part, watching the videos, understanding the concepts and not reinforcing bad habits. There's a certain assumption there that, I would not assume and, um, you know, but I get it. I get where he went with that. So uh, it's definitely something, you know, that that could be that could be uh, refined on. But anyway, no, like I said, super nice guy. It it, it wasn't a complete bust on the weekend. You know, like I said, there was some elements. I learned some things watching the students. I learned things listening to the questions. You know, I learned things just listening to the the, the back and forths that went on in, in that. And, and, you know, there was some definite takeaways. I, I designed a new target while I was sitting there, like a sticker kind of target thing that I might use. think it was pretty cool. I was doodling and drawing stuff. So I designed like a cool little target that might throw up kind of a, um, a zero fine tune. Like when we do the, um, the zeros, in the in the afternoon, you know, like we, we go to my class and then we 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 fundamentally evals one target. Now we got to confirm check zeros, fine tune them, and then move out to steel. I kind of designed a new zeroing target, which I think I'm going to work on a little bit. But anyway, um, yeah, like I said, nice guy. All you know, all great group. I I, I can see w- why the people like him. I can see why he has the success he has. You know, so no drama there. Um, w- nothing but the best for all that. I- I- if he was in town again, I'd probably stop by and say hi. Would I go and, and pony up? You know, but I would probably say hi to him in, in, in that kind of thing. It, it wouldn't be any kind of weirdness. I hope not. But again, I fully expect some of my words to be taken out of context and to be made to be the negative to be amplified. Totally not where I'm going with that. Again, it's constructive. I think it'll serve his, his students better to, for a bit of an edit, you know, as far as presenting the information in a little bit more logical order in, in putting a weight to certain things and what a, a person can control, what he can't control, where this falls in the noise of a shot you know, if you're out there in an eight to 10 mile an hour windy and, and shooting inside a thousand yard. And he does say, I just don't think he does say, you know, inside a thousand, but he too much of it goes to a mile and two miles and stuff like that. And it needs to start off short first, long later. We get it. The farther out you go, the angle's going to increase and that can be discussed. But I would I would basically put a wall at a thousand and work that seminar in that vein, but have a few pieces that extend beyond rather than a few pieces that extend inside. You know what I mean? And, and, and so that's all. I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of confusing. All right, guys. Um, hey, uh, I think Tennessee's full, man. There, I, I got an email just before I started this where there's uh, 11 people signed up. We're going to do 12. So there's like one slot left. You better call up like right now if you want to go to Tennessee with us. Um, but we're maxed out, man. We're only going to do 12 just because of the way the firing line is and what they're working on. They don't want to overextend the line too much. Um, 12 is a great number. Uh, that's where we wanted to be in less than two weeks, 10 days. We're at 12. So thank you everybody who did sign up. We'll see you in October. Uh, got class this week at my, for mile high and um, then Minnesota at the end of the month. So we're looking forward to all that with you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to comment. Um, And again, please try not to take me out of context too bad. Like I said, I'm not looking to blow nobody up. All righty. Thanks a lot, guys.